0: The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the third chapter. John said to the crowds that had come out to be baptized by him You brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Bear fruits worthy of repentance. Do not say to yourself, We have Abraham as our ancestor. For I tell you, God is able from these stones to raise up children to Abraham. Even now the axe is lying at the root of the trees. Every tree, therefore, that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. And the crowd asked him, What then shall we do? In reply he said to them, Whoever has two coats must share with anyone who has none, and whoever has food must do likewise. Even the tax collectors came to him to be baptized, and they asked him, Teacher, what should we do? And he said to them, Collect no more than the amount prescribed for you. Soldiers also asked him, And what should we do? He said to them, Do not extort money from anyone by threats or false accusation, and be satisfied with your wages. As the people were filled with expectation, and all were questioning in their hearts concerning John, whether he might be the Messiah, John answered them by saying, I baptize you with water, but one who is more powerful than I am coming I am not worthy to untie the thongs of the sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. The winnowing fork is in his hand to clear his threshing floor and to gather the wheat in his granary, but the chaff you shall burn with unquenchable fire. So with many other exhortations, he proclaimed the good news to the people. The Gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, Christ. Please be seated. The great musician, Louis Armstrong, once said, there are only two kinds of music, good music and bad music. I'd like the good. Good. I agree. I like good music of all kinds. Over the last 20 years, I've accumulated something like 5,000 songs from iTunes of all different kinds of music, and I have them all on my iPhone, which I then use for uh, when I'm walking or when I'm um, you know, out in the car or, or when I'm at home relaxing. It's all on here, and if it's not here, I don't have it. Well, like it or not, as they just updated the software of my car about two months ago, and it ruined my Bluetooth connection. I suddenly could not play music in my car. As it so happened, I was going down to Pennsylvania, central Pennsylvania, to see my mother's cousin who had just turned 100 years old, and who's still pretty savvy and you know, mentally sharp. and. And so it was nice to talk to him about him and his family because he lived literally next door to my mom. So anyway, I'm in the the car for several hours going through the mountains and valleys of Pennsylvania with no music to listen to. There are parts of Pennsylvania where there's no FM stations to speak of. And the AM stations you get are spotty at best. It reminded me of how it used to be years ago when you were driving at night, when you turn on the radio and you try to find a station you listen to, you listen to it for a while, and then you have to move the dial over, find another station that was that was uh, listenable, so you kept on having to do this, trying to find the clearest signal. The great uh, theologian, uh, Christopher Stendhal said so that he, in a sermon several years ago, he said that, that for him, reading the Old Testament, and reading the New Testament as well, but reading the Old Testament for him is like, is like trying to find a station with a clear signal. That sometimes the signals you get are not so clear. And sometimes you get the signal whose words tell you of the way that God does things. As he said specifically, the first Christians read the Bible this way. They perceived and recognized scripture's meaning in the light of what they saw and what they heard in their own time. There's a distinctive shape to God's way of doing things, the shape that the scriptures reinforce and helps us recognize. I like that phrase of his. There is a distinct shape of God's way of doing things. And the scripture reinforces and helps us to recognize. Without this distinctive shape of the way God does things, and without hearing that shape in the myriad of voices, like hearing voices on the radio from all sorts of different places, without that distinctive point of view. Every part of the Bible seems to us must have the same weight. Every word must heard, be heard and obeyed, rather than seeing the Bible in total as a faithful response to that distinct shape of God's word and God's way of doing things. This understanding of looking at the Bible for the distinct shape of how God does is very useful for the times when the Bible passages seem to be off kilter, like a radio station that's not quite in tune. Today is the third Sunday of Advent. For those of us who have the Advent candle with the three blues or dark blues and one purple candle, this is the Sunday of the purple candle. The official name of it is Office. A big word that just means joyful. Today is a joyful Sunday, the third Sunday of Advent, a Sunday of joy, and yet what do we hear our gospel lesson for today? But John the Baptist yelling at people, You brood of vipers! <laughs> Throw them out of sync. Who warned you to come from the wrath warned you to flee from the wrath to come? How is that joyful? If we don't see that in terms of God's overarching plan, we might be scratching our heads saying, is God like a stern lecturer who, who berates us in every turn? This is hardly good news. So what's going on here? How is this joyful Sunday indeed? Earlier this year, my son and I decided to sell our house in Hampton Falls. He and his wife wanted to move over toward Brentwood, and, and Elise had a condo here in Hampton, so we sold our house in Hampton Falls, and they took their stuff that they accumulated in the 15 years of their marriage, and, and I took about 50 years' worth of marriage stuff with me to Elisa's house. Now, even though Elisa's condo is fairly good size, stuffing two houses' worth of stuff in one place just doesn't work. So we've been winnowing through everything that we have. She's been getting rid of stuff, I've been getting rid of stuff. We've become friends of the one here who got junk people. <laughs> you know, I mean, and, and we've given stuff away to people. even. They didn't want it like here, it's yours. Certainly, because Yankee swaps only on a permanent basis. We don't want it back. Anyway, for the last nine months, we've been throwing out duplicates and things that we've held on to over the years. Sometimes it's painful because a lot of the stuff has memories to it. But the goal remains we have to do that, get rid of the clutter so they could really live in the space we're living in now. In that respect, John the Baptist's words are good news. Sometimes we as individuals, and we as Christians, and we as a congregation, need to examine ourselves to find out what are the things we're holding on to that really don't help us in the end. One of the things that we have to clean ourselves so that we can see the joy that that pink candle represents. Sometimes it feels like we're taking either a bulldozer or at least a snow shovel to get rid of the stuff. Sometimes even it's like going out with with a woodsman and you know, cut down these big trees with his huge, um, with this huge um, chainsaw. And yet there are other times when it's like watching somebody who has a little bonsai tree and they're using a little pair of, of sticks and carefully cutting off just the literal branches and little leaves that needs to be cut off to do the perfect shape of the bonsai. In that respect, the baptism we're doing today is more like the bonsai. We're not bringing in a big shovel, we're not bringing in a bulldozer, we're just bringing in something small, a little bit of water. And We're going to put that water over Leo's head. We're going to proclaim that he is born again as a child of God in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. That anything that could be bad in life because he was not baptized has now been washed away by baptism and the new life that baptism brings. This indeed is the joyful death a day of Gaudi a day of the pink candle, for God's overarching theme for today and always, which is to call us to be the children of God he intended us to be from the very beginning. Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's sermon from Holy Trinity Evangelical Lutheran Church in Newington, New Hampshire, part of the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America. Pastor Tim has left Holy Trinity to take a position at Lutheran World Relief. Over the next few weeks, Holy Trinity will have a few supply pastors on Sunday mornings until we find an interim pastor. You can find us at htelc.com. And don't forget, you are loved.